0: Welcome to Beyond the Matrix with your host, Edric Suber. Have you ever wondered if this is all there is in life? What lies beyond what we were made to believe? In this podcast, we're going to uncover real human stories of those who have taken courage to go off the beaten path and live in full authenticity. We're going to challenge what you believe is possible, fuel your spirit with courage, and heart with warmth to fully live your truth. So buckle up. And get ready for the ride Beyond Beyond the Matrix. Welcome, welcome everyone to the very first episode of Beyond the Matrix. I am so excited to launch this podcast and share with you real human stories about courage, purpose, unconventional truths, the unbidden path, things that really will inspire us all to really live a life with full authenticity. So in this very first episode, I wanted to share with you a couple of things. Like one what inspired me to start Beyond the Matrix to what does Beyond the Matrix even mean? What will this podcast uncover? And what will this be all about? And the third, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable and share my personal journey in escaping the matrix myself. So first of all, if you have not watched the movie the matrix shame on you but not really because i've also just watched this movie last year but i've always been familiar with this concept of the blue pill and red pill moment for those of you who have not watched the movie let me just quickly give you a quick synopsis this movie is about the dystopian future where people are living in a simulated reality by the machines and this protagonist called neo somehow uncovered the truths and was drawn to the Rebellion group to like escape the Matrix. And he was presented with two options. He could either take the blue pills, which represents this beautiful prison that will provide him with all the comfort and all the things that he knows and he's, he's familiar with. But he will be trapped in this uh, simulated reality, being enslaved and controlled by the machine. And on the other hand, he's given the option to take the red pill, which represents the harsh and somewhat difficult reality. But he get to escape this simulated reality and truly live a life in his own terms and to go into the real world and see the world as it is. So he could chart his own course and live a life full of authenticity. And I believe that this famous scene in the movie really represents the life that most of us are living right now. I think 90%, 95%, or even 99% of the population today live inside the matrix. Me included before, and that's why I knew how deep you could get sucked into the matrix. And what does the matrix mean in this modern life? And for me, that means the molded reality that the society has carefully crafted to make us believe of what life should be all about like all these expectations and all these things that we're supposed to achieve or become or how we behave around one another, these were all things that have been deeply, deeply entrenched and ingrained in our system. And unfortunately, a lot of these expectations were based on really shallow values, things like how much money you need to make, what's the cool job that you need to have, what are all the assets that you need to purchase, What else do we need to consume? And we are constantly led to consume more and consume more. And we get on this like loophole of uh, never feeling enough because there are never enough things for us to purchase and consume. And I personally have been made to believe that life is all about following this template, getting a good job getting a good grade, graduating from university getting uh, an amazing career achieving all these accomplishments and getting a partner getting kids and so on and so on and and a part of me started to feel like there's something missing like there's this void inside of me I'll get to my story a bit later but I just want to share my recent journey in My personal transformation, my spiritual journey, and all these experiences and traveling to many different places, being immersed in different cultures has led me to believe that there's more to life than what I knew as it was. And my recent move to Bali, so I've lived in Bali for the last six months, and all these people that I've been surrounded with, they're all just inspiring, extraordinary fully authentic individuals that have really inspired me with their stories of how they decided to live and lead an independent path, chart their own course, go off the beaten path, and truly create a life in their own terms that is fully aligned with their fullest authentic selves. And having a lot of beautiful conversations with these people has really inspired me to share and spread their life stories with all of you today because I think these stories are really unheard of by a lot of us in terms of what's the limit to our human potential, what's the lifestyle that we could create, what are the things that you think that are taboo but are actually really interesting for us to dive into, to really explore ourselves, discover ourselves, how we relate to one another, how we relate to planet earth, how we relate to the nature... And, and what I wanted to highlight is these were all ordinary people before, just like you and I, and somewhat along their journey, they decided to take the red pill and detach from all these expectations and limiting beliefs and all the ceilings that have been placed above us and really go beyond all of that and create a beautiful, meaningful, authentic, fulfilling lives in their own terms. And that's what really inspired me to start this podcast, to share more of these stories, to give you that courage, inspiration, and the truths of what is the life that you could create for yourselves. And even if you're happy with what your life and how your life is as today, it's completely fine. But I want people to be really aware and conscious of what are the possibilities out there beyond what we know because we we don't know what we don't know and by knowing all these different options and different ways you could live your life perhaps it could inspire you to take a different paths in your own life and I want to share a little bit of my personal story of how I managed to diverge from the societal expectations and the path that and the template that has been like prescribed to me and for a very long time I was uh, living in this matrix. I was a good student and in my high school went to a good university in Singapore. I got really good jobs. I was working for companies like Visa and Twitter and Google and... Despite all of this, I realized that there is still something missing. There's this void of me that I couldn't figure out how to feel and fulfill. So I started to um, question what is, what else is there beyond the life that I have led. And I, I have always been into uh, self-development. And I noticed this in myself since my university time. And the reason was I have felt... Um, I felt lonely in my university and I was working on multiple startups and I didn't feel like there's a strong support system that could fully help me and support me in my journey. I didn't know how to authentically relate to people back then. I d- didn't know anything about how to be vulnerable and really open my heart to others. So I ended up relying on self-help books. And if we backtrack even more in my personal life story, the reason why I had this motivation to want to self improve and stand up from others was in my childhood, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family. My, parents were constantly fighting all the time. And I felt this guilt from not being able to stand up for my mom or help to mediate their fights. And I felt like such a coward in the household. So I tried to kind of gain significance and build confidence outside of my family. So that's what kind of pushed me and and what drove me to constantly achieve and gain more significance to kind of build confidence in myself to feel that I'm worthy and after uh, some time I realized that it became a really toxic thing because I will attach my sense of worth to how much I have accomplished and what are people thinking about me and what are the and how I can please more people so how I can be more liked by others and I realized this will be never be sustainable because you have no control over what people think about you. You have no control over how you want people to react toward what you have said or done or accomplished. And somewhat along my journey, I stumbled upon like, Tony Robbins. Uh, my colleague couldn't make it to the event in Singapore. And like in the chain of random events, I decided to take his ticket from him. And like I went to his event and I went to his signature flagship event called Date With Destiny, where it's a 6-day intense deep dive into our life and our journey and our growth and somehow in this event something really clicked inside of me. I've been to a lot of self-development events until that point, but in that event something was I felt it was really special because it allowed me to tap into my heart where Previously, all these other events I've been to, it was all about the external environments, how to be more confident, how to build charisma, how to sell, and all that. But in this event, um, I, I, I actually cried six days in a row for the first time. And it's not about something I discovered about me that I felt sad about. It was, I, I, I realized that this depth of empathy that I had that I've never really noticed when Tony did a lot of interventions where he got people to share their life stories and it was really touching and human and warm and moving. I just felt so much for these people and I realized in that point, wow, this is what has been missing my whole life. Empathy, love, community. This was something that I have never really taken the time or invested time and effort to cultivate in my life. And it was a really nourishing environment where people really cherish me for who I am until that point I had this belief about what a, a, a standard the standard of what men should be like they should be really strong and they should show no emotion and and be really confident and because of all of that I'm naturally a very cheerful and smiley person and friendly And I am sensitive, but realized until that point that I've really taken the time to to suppress all of these qualities in me that were really authentic to myself in the effort to project who I want people to see me as to others. And in that environment, people kept telling me, wow, I really love your smile. You have a beautiful heart. And slowly I started to open up more and really show up as my truest selves. And in that event I learned about trauma for the first time, about how my relationship with my parents in my childhood really shaped me to be who I am today. And it took the initiative and ownership to fix my relationship slowly with my parents. I had a conversation with my dad to tell him how I apologized for like blaming him this whole time for hating him and that created a shift in our relationship with him. I, I shared gratitude letters to my parents, and this is in an environment where we don't really share emotions and feelings. And one thing led to another, and I ended up in Burning Man a year later. And I went there not knowing what to expect. I just thought that it was a fun kind of festival-like environment. Where I could have a lot of fun with very interesting people. But I walked out of it fully transformed. If there were one thing that I could say truly transformed my life to the core. I would say it's Burning Man. Because in that type of environment, I felt so free to be myself. It's the type of environment that doesn't judge you for who you are, doesn't care about who you were in your past life, like, what your career achievements were, what position do you have, or all of that, like, superficial crap, like, nobody really cared about that, and people only cared about who you are in that present moment, and for those of you who haven't been to Burning Man, it's a nine-day temporary city in the middle of the desert, like, it's full of sandstorm and like extreme weather shifts and it get really cold at night. And really in that extreme environment, something beautiful came up, which was our humanity. When we are, I really believe now when we are put in a difficult challenging situation that is when we're truly connected to our humanity that's when we truly see the humanity in others because in that type of environment we realize that we have to be there for each other and in this type of environment where people were co-creating these experiences together there's this principle of gifting where there's no concept of money Um, people kind of just contribute what their talents their gifts and anything that could help co-create and shape this experience beautiful experiences for everyone else there's about like I think 70,000 people when I last went in 2019 it was the last official Burning Man uh, before COVID hit and in this environment it just really taught me something really beautiful like um, this it really showed me what's more to life like up until that point, and before Tony Robbins, I was a very self-centered person. I was only caring about myself, myself, and nobody else. Like I found like volunteering was such a pain in the ass. I found like helping others was such a liability. I always wanted to prioritize myself first. I was so stingy. And in that type of environment in Burning Man, I realized, wow, there's really this side of people that are just so open-hearted and so full of love and are so giving. And when we can operate from that place, possibilities are endless in terms of what we as humanity can create together, how we care for each other, how we can be there for one another. And it's just every person that I met at Burning Man, they were so caring and loving. The first time I stepped into the playa, they hugged me right away and tell me, welcome home. I just felt so welcome. And in that type of environment, I realized this this part of me that was not really touched as much which was this place of giving and loving the part of me that has so much capacity and abundance of love to give and what's most important was um, obviously in that kind of extreme environment I, I went through a lot of really vulnerable situations where I was really in need of help and the people that I was with in the Burning Man they were just so caring and loving even though I had met them for the first time over there most of them and I realized this value of authentic human connection and how good it felt to be loved, to, be, to genuinely believe, to receive their love. And apart from my parents, I, I felt like that was the first time where I felt I was truly cared for without any excuse, without any conditions. And they didn't care who I was, what kind of life I've led. They just cared for me as human. And I just found that it's so beautiful and it felt so good. The warmth that I was feeling throughout um, the event, it was just radiating throughout uh, my whole body, uh, throughout the whole event. And, And I realized this is it. This was what I've been missing my whole life. I've been so busy chasing after achievements significance approvals from others that i completely neglected this very foundational basic human needs of love and connection and up until that point I, I i you know i was still carrying this like trauma or like this misconception of what men should be like and there were these two guys who were like so physically intimate with me so caring and loving where we could be emotionally naked with each other And it also shifted my perspectives of, like, how I relate to other guys. And I realized, wow, that is this is why I've never had any close guy friends. Because I've been shielding my heart and my feelings from them. Because I wanted to give them this impression that I'm so strong and so happy all the time. So, I went back from Burning Man carrying this realization and implementing what I learned. And what kind of life that I wanted to have. Which was to deepen authentic human connection with people in my life. And I became more selective with, like, who I relate to, who I want to con- consciously develop beautiful relationships with. I even, like, listed on my notebook, like, who were the friends that I have in my life. And if I were to be stuck in the traffic with them for, like, half an hour, like, or three hours, would, we, would I actually have, like, meaningful conversation with them? Can I be completely myself in front of them? And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly... A lot of them didn't make the cut. It was like a wake-up call to really prioritize community connection and beautiful relationships in my life over achievements, accomplishments, and all of that. So that was in 2020. And then COVID hit. And I've developed beautiful connections by this time. Um, And I could tell you my life has felt so much richer so much more fulfilling just because I have welcomed and cultivated consciously a relationship with these people in my life. And I, I've noticed the shift in me. I care less about how much money I make. I, I started sharing more abundance with people. I used to be really careful and calculative with like how much money I've lent to others or given to others. But now it's like, take it all. Take my money. I want to have, to have fun. And like I started donating to a lot of different organizations. And now I've made the habit to always use my birthday as an opportunity to gather resources from all of my friends to donate this to the organization of my choice so that I could contribute more to the world. And I realized this is what life is all about, which was to go beyond and transcend the need to always think about me, me, me and how I can satisfy all my needs to How can I be in service for the world, for the people around me? How I can relate to them deeply, authentically? How can I show up as my most authentic selves and by doing so inspire others to live authentically and how we could relate authentically and beautifully to one another? This is what life is all about. Back to 2020, COVID hit and I had some time to kind of detach from Google and work on like my passion projects. By this point, I've been really deep into... How can I build more meaningful deep connections? And I've joined a few men's circles. I have experimented with different connection games and connection events. And I became really intrigued with, like, how can I spread more of these authentic connections, not only in my lives, but allow people to experience the same. And after COVID hit, I did this, um, and I did this experiment of how I could facilitate this type of connection virtually one-on-one. And after doing 30 of these experiments, I realized that having a facilitator or structure or format was extremely powerful to give people that permission to dive deep into their shame or fear and being able to feel safe to share this with someone else and to really be who they are in front of others and to feel seen and heard and held. And it did something powerful to people in the sessions. Like people said that it's something they've never shared with anyone. They felt so seen. People cried in the session. And after doing 30 of these experiments, I felt like this could be really my true calling. This could be something... This could be like a lifelong mission that I want to commit to, to bring more love and compassion and empathy and deep connection in this world. And this is what the world really needs right now, especially at times where there's so much division and conflict and separation. This is the healing that the world needs from this big fat trauma that all manifests and accumulated together because of, again, the societal, the toxic expectations and unattended inner child trauma And I really believe we're all carrying this trauma with us and this manifested in many different forms, like in ways where we don't want to open up to others in a way where we close up from receiving love in a way where we we've mistaken power as significance for love. And this has caused so much conflict and so much violence and hatred and disconnection in the world and and what people really need right now to heal from all of these issues is a, is connection to themselves, connection to their inner child, being able to give the love that they really need. And if we can all operate from this place of love, I really believe that we can see the best in humanity. Anyway, um, I kind of diverged from my life story to a little more philosophy. So... Having done this for a while, I decided to create a startup out of the experiment, uh, which is Swarm Space, a platform that facilitates deep, meaningful connection for strangers, for anyone that you want to connect deeper with and scale this deeper connection for others. And so after a year of having some time to really think about my mission and detaching from my job at Google, even though I was working from home, but I think that separation, being in the office and having some time to myself really helped me to think about what I really want in my life. And finally, in January, I decided to finally move from Singapore where I had lived for the 10 years in my life and to embark on a new chapter. I was inspired by a friend of mine called Naomi who is only like 21, I think, or 22. She consciously decided not to go to university and just to simply learn from life through experiences. And she went to Bali and India to really absorb all this knowledge, insights, and wisdom from life and apply it in her own terms. And by the way, she's definitely going to be a guest that we will feature in this podcast because she's just a remarkable human being. And being deep in the COVID restriction, being in Singapore, having not traveled, having traveled for so much before that, uh, and hearing her story really sparked something in me this desire to want to see the world to feel this synchronicity and spontaneity again having met new people and these people leading me to meet another people leading me to all these opportunities and magic moments which i felt i was really deprived of being in singapore with all these restrictions so i made this crazy spontaneous decision to leave singapore with two suitcases and go to bali and to finally quit my job at Google, a really comfy, cushy, reputable position that I was in, and to take this leap to live a nomadic life and to fully commit to my mission to scale and deepen connection in the world. And I've got to be honest, it was scary as fuck. (laughs) You know, having been and being so lucky to be gifted in such a position with working for a company with such a big brand and having and thinking about how proud I was every time I told people that I worked for Google and having to let all of that go and and make this big shift in my life, that was not easy. But I sat with this hunch for a while and after a few months, I decided to really follow my heart. And this is, again, what the society wouldn't tell you is sometimes we don't need rational... Reasoning to like why we want something. Sometimes our gut and our intuition has so much power that we give it credit for, and if really tune in and and really shut off all the noise and distraction in the world outside of us, and to tune into ourselves internally, we all always know what we want to do and what's the next decision that is really truly right for us. So I quit my job and here I am now, fully working on Warm Space and my mission and find using this time to truly explore myself truly explore life and and in the last six months it's just been full of growth (laughs) i gotta tell you my eyes and my heart now are so wide open in terms of what is possible what kind of life that i can create for myself and the type of potential that i have and i want to really unleash this to the world i'm talking about the type of person that I can become, the places where I can live, the kind of lifestyle experiences and interests that I want to develop in my life, developing the confidence and comfort in not having stable income or any sort of stability in my life. And what is stability anyway? It's all just fucking illusion that society has created and implanted in our mind. The only constant is change. And the sooner we realize this, the sooner we can surrender The Beauty and Mystery of Life. It's all about the process of surrendering to what life has really offered to me, allowing the universe to work its way through me. And knowing that I am really guided in this planet, that at the end of the day, I will always end up in the right place as long as I truly tune into my heart. And being in this type of environment where I'm surrounded by people who decided to live the conventional 9 to 5 life and create their own business to, to write a book, to, to figure themselves out. It was just so empowering because in Singapore, people really either laugh at you or throw you a bunch of questions or, or like put you down for thinking that you're crazy for living such a comfortable, structured life to fully explore the unknown and mystery and in bali is the complete opposite where if you have a nine to five job or you work in a corporate it felt weird (laughs) because everyone here is doing their own things and the concept of weekend doesn't really exist because almost every day is a weekend because everybody takes control of their own time Not doesn't mean that they don't work at all. It's just they have full authority and agency of their life and their time. And they decide when they want to go out and have fun and connect and be in community. And when do they want to be in their mission and to go work and to produce and to be creative. So it's just really inspiring to be in such an environment. And this is, again, what inspired me to start this podcast. Because of all the stories that I've heard from all these people... I really want you all to also be exposed to their lives. And I'm talking about a girl who started her own business when she was seven years old. A guy who is spearheading a global blockchain project on how it could disrupt the way the society is constructed and the future of civilization. Someone who decided to leave all her life behind in search for truths and her spiritual gurus across the world and now develop her supernatural gifts to tap into different dimensions. Someone who decided to make it his mission to travel the world and talk to 10,000 people and really understand their life stories. And so, so many more. The number of stories that I've heard that are blowing my mind are endless. And in this podcast, we're not just gonna make them brag about their lives, or are going to dive deep into what part of their life exactly and at which point did they, they decide to take this red pill and to wake up and to stop following the societal norms and expectations and truly live a life in their own terms and in full authenticity. So these are all the things that we're going to cover in this podcast, Beyond the Matrix. I'm so excited to launch this and to share all these amazing, amazing stories and introduce to you extraordinary individuals. And I just can't wait for you to hear all this and gain this download after download, develop this insights and create this courage and vulnerability for yourself to realize where you are in life and what life is all about and what is the life that you want to create Beyond the Matrix. So that's all for our first episode. I will see you in the next one, and I'm so, so excited to leave Beyond the Matrix with you. Ciao, ciao.